From surf coach to a leader in the sunglass world, Chase Fisher shares his story on how experience is the finest teacher. His first launch was not what he expected, and he didn't give up. Instead, he pivoted and forged ahead. He radiates such positive energy in this interview as he does every day in his business. One of the favorite things that he said was, success tastes better when it's infused with passion. And you can tell that he has a passion for what he does. So you don't want to miss this episode of Live in Forward Motion with Chase Fisher. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. And today, my guest is the incredible Chase Fisher. Welcome to the show, Chase. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. So gosh, Chase and I just met, what, maybe a month ago? Yeah, not even. Yeah, about, yeah actually yeah. about a month ago. Yeah. And um, I just, it was so funny because we were on this connection call with other people during the confusing COVID season of our life. And um, we started talking about your cat on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) The famous little guy. Yes. And he's adorable. So I love seeing pictures of him. So thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited to be here and thanks for having me. So for those of you who don't know, Chase Fisher is the founder of Blender's Eyewear. The idea spawned when Chase went to one of his favorite DJs at a downtown San Diego nightclub. His neon green beater sunglasses received an overwhelming positive response. And what started out as a night full of close friends and good music quickly escalated into full-fledged obsession with sunglasses. And I'm obsessed too with sunglasses, so I completely understand that part. After further research, Chase learned that one company lords over approximately 80% of the global sunglasses market. He knew it was a broken system begging for disruption. And disrupt he did. And yes, you did, Chase. And I appreciate that you, thank you that you did. Chase believes in the hustle. He started a grassroots effort valued by social media and his San Diego State University network, selling shades out of his backpack while doubling as a surf coach during the company's first year. He leveraged his background as a sponsored athlete, surfing and snowboarding, to develop sunnies with scintillating style and adventurous spirit. The visual embodiment of the company's live-in forward motion maxim. It's been a steadfast self-determination and the combined efforts of San Diego's based company's 32-person team that has established Blenders as one of America's fastest-growing sunglass brands today. In addition, Blenders worked with Direct Relief to provide 30,000 pairs of safety goggles to fill in the shortages during the coronavirus COVID-19 season. These goggles were supplied to regional and state hospitals that were hit the hardest. In the month of April, a portion of those proceeds were donated to Direct Relief to support their cause. Our goal was to raise, their goal was to raise $100,000 and with your help, Blenders reached that goal. Their website is blenderseyewear.com. And I have several pair. And so I absolutely love how beautiful they are. They're like a beautiful sunglass if you guys don't know. So I hope that you check them out. So Chase, again, I just am so thankful that you're here and so thankful that we had gotten connected before this. And I always like to start off with a first question of what does investing in people mean to you? 
Yeah. So for, you know, for me and, you know, it's, it's kind of two things, right? Like we want, personally, I want to invest in people that, you know, invest in me, you know, and I want to make sure that, you know, relationships as a whole is a two way street. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and connecting with people, you know, empathizing with people, um, networking with people, you know, all these things mean so much to me. So on that, on that relationship side, it's about, spending time with people that spend time with you. Right. And making sure that that that's a relationship, like a relationship isn't, isn't, has an us box on the other side of it. I think of it as like, you know, blenders as a whole me as well. I want to impact people in a positive way. So I always want to make sure that anyone that comes across us, if they've been with us for five minutes or if they've been with us for five years, that they were better off in their life because they had that experience with us. Mm. Um, so whether Blenders was a stepping stone into something bigger or if it's a long-term career, I want to make sure that anyone that enters my airspace is better off in their life because they either met me or they've had that experience with Blenders. Um, and so, yeah, so, I mean, you know, people are very important to me. Our whole business is people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think so many people forget that, that we're all in the people business, even if you're making, um, sunglasses or a widget or whatever. So thank you for that answer. So where did it all start? I know you said backpack selling sunglasses out of a backpack. So who had the, your uh, green glasses that you had, where did you get those? Did you design them? So I went to Target. And I, the first thing I saw was a pair of neon green sunglasses and I bought them for $5 and I wore them to the nightclub and everybody in the nightclub was coming up to me asking about my shades. And so the idea spawned on the dance floor, literally on the dance floor, seeing my favorite DJ. And so later that night I went home and I was like, wow, there's a lot of attention around my sunglasses. And I was a surf, I was a surf coach and a surf instructor at the time. So I was spending all my, you know, spending all my days at the beach. And I would just see people walking by in the sunglasses that they were wearing and started seeing a huge pattern. It was either the $5 beater shades that I was wearing, or it was the $200 Ray-Bans and Oakley's. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, there's no brand in between. Like I was a broke college student. I couldn't afford any nice sunglasses. Um, so I was like, wow, not only is there a need to do it, but what better place to do it than San Diego? Like if it's yeah. not going to work here, it's not going to work anywhere. And so right. I borrowed $2,000 from my roommate. I had no experience. I had no business plan. I had no idea what I was doing, um, but I had a lot of confidence that I could figure it out. I love that. And you did figure it out. So I'm so glad that you had that confidence. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long road to get here, but yeah. (laughs) So what was your first step? You're like, all right, I got two grand. Now what? Yeah. So I got two grand and then basically we, you know, we built a Facebook page. We ordered, you know, sunglasses overseas. We um, registered a booth at San Diego State's Entrepreneur Fair um, I mean, we, we ran out of money very quickly. So, you know, trying to find a manufacturer was very difficult. It took me eight months to find a manufacturer. I also had to like negotiate down minimums because minimums were very, very high and we couldn't afford that much, you know, that many pairs. Sure. Um, we bought a trademark to register our name. We bought some business cards and we were just on our way, just like literally Googling stuff, making calls, one, one call led to another, just being as resourceful as we can, right? Um, any way we can. We had no idea what we were doing. We were just like, okay, let's just figure it out. Let's just start. Um, mm. And to be honest, like experience is the finest teacher. You know what I mean? Like yes. you just learn so much. And we wanted to learn all these mistakes or learn what worked and what didn't work if we didn't actually do it ourselves. Mm, I completely agree with you. So during that time when you're like, like you said, just trying to figure it out, did you ever have a time uh, like something happened or fear showed up in your mind and you're like, that's it, I'm done, I can't do this anymore? 
Yeah. So we had that realization and that first punch in the face on our launch day. So oh, wow. we, we launched at my, at my, you know, college, college entrepreneur fair. You know, I went to San Diego state they, every year they had this entrepreneur fair and we were like two months away from the entrepreneur fair. So we're like, okay, we're going to use this date. We're going to launch at, at San Diego state. It's where I went to school. This is going to work on day one. We just know it. And I brought all 300 pairs to the entrepreneur fair that like, which was our first order. Mm-hmm. I literally thought I was going to sell all 300 pairs. Mm. I sold, I sold 10 pairs that day, barely 10 yeah. pairs. And me and my business partner at the time were like, oh my God, this is going to be way harder than we thought. Hmm. And so that was the first realization where I was like, okay, that was the first very sobering, humbling moment of our journey. Mm-hmm. And that's what really like, you know, made us think, okay, is this something we want to do? Right. And so, yeah, I had a ton of those experiences along the way and ton of those moments, but you need those moments to, to kick you into gear and to make you realize how, how hard it really is. Absolutely. And I want the, the, the people that are listening to hear that he didn't give up. He may have, uh, you know, redirected or pivot as the new word they're saying now, right? Pivot and mm-hmm. shift and stuff like that. But you didn't give up. No, never. And that was, that was our, our main goal, right? Like we didn't know how hard it was going to be until we actually started it. Uh, we had some friends before us out of CARP, some pretty successful paths that were really big inspirations to us. Um, you know, we just know the San Diego community was a place we love that we were inspired by that we wanted to create a brand around. And so whatever we had to do to make that a reality was, was our goal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the best advice I ever got was when, was when, you know, we almost did quit, you know, we almost did quit. And it was the only way you're going to fail is if you stop, just keep mm-hmm. going. And I hung on to that for as long as I can. I mean, today, you know, this is, this is what really kind of spawned the, life and forward motion of, of our business, you know, and like what our motto is and what our brand stands for. And so that became the focal point, you know, we just kept going and it's so true and it's tangible to every area of your life. Um, anything you try for the first time, you're going to suck at, you're not going to be good at it. You know, it's a muscle, you got to build it. You gotta, you gotta work on it. Um, and so it's so tangible, you know, to everything you do in your life and anything new that you want to do, you're, you're never going to be good on day one. You're just not, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah. Well, and it sounds like too, you not only had a business partner, but you had uh, other people around you that were supportive and, and helpful. And so tell me about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's super important, right? Like which like college and going to school and meeting people and networking and, you know, m- surrounding yourself with the right people is everything. You know, you want to make sure you put yourself in the position to learn from people, you know, to find mentors that have done it before you, um, find people you respect that you look up to. And, you know, you'll, you'll shed that mediocrity skin and start really developing good habits. And, and, um, I think it's so important, you know, like I tell people a lot, like, what did you get out of college? And, and I'm like, well, you know, I don't remember a thing I learned in class, but I remember the 2am conversations I had with people. Mm. I remember the people I met outside the classroom. Yeah. Um, that's what I got out of college is the ability to network and to build relationships mm. and to, to invest in people. Like these are the things that, you know, make you who you are. Um, so it goes back. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to, to finding the right people and finding the right support group and, and putting yourself in the right positions to succeed. Um, and a lot of people miss that boat. You know, a lot of people think yes. they can, they, they don't, they, they don't take that seriously. You know, they, they still hang out with friends that are just kind of doing whatever. And, you know, there's not really a source of inspiration in their, in their group. And there always needs to be that, that, 
that flame burning. Um, cause that's what this road is, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you, um, make, so it sounds like, and I'll, I'll ask it this way, but did you make a conscious decision to seek out people that could be mentors or your support team? Yeah. You know, I mean, on one hand, I had a lot of friends that were natural friends that became very successful and, and that were a couple of years ahead of me. And I saw them and I'm like, dang, like I want that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I saw them start businesses from nothing and I was still working like a retail job and I was like, I want that, you know? And so that was really, that made me really motivated and inspired. And then like you start to find other groups of friends and then you start to seek people out that are doing similar things or that are on a similar journey that you can also learn from. And then you start to kind of become addicted to it. You know, it's like yes. this positive kind of addiction that you want. You know, you want to find people that are doing cool things because you feed off the energy. Um, and so that's, you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, once you have friends that are successful and you surround yourself with the right people, then you start to attract more people mm-hmm. that are trying to be successful like you. Um, so it's, yeah, it's this, you know, we, one of our, one of our core values of blenders is we like radiate positive energy, you know, and mm. that's what we want to have. We want to have good energy. We want to connect with people that are on a similar tra- you know, trajectory, um, doing things that are inspirational and, and, and ambitious. I'm uh, taking notes. So hopefully you folks that are listening are too, and you're not driving while you're taking the <laughs> notes, but I love the radiate positive energy and, and that you do. And I have found in my own um, entrepreneurial career, it's exactly that. When you go out and you consciously make a decision to connect with people who are either on a path or they've been there before you and you can learn from what they've done. There's just this, and, and not only that, and then you lift each other up. There's like this huge, um, amazing, like you said, the word addiction, which I completely agree is you get addicted to the good vibes that you get back, right? Mm-hmm. That, that positive energy that you are radiating is then just keep amplified and amplified. So Yeah. Absolutely. And and it's felt so much more when you do the work, right? Like yes. success tastes so much better when it's infused with passion mm. and when it's infused with hard work. Like to me, that's where happiness is born. Happiness is born from doing the work and feeling good about doing the work. And being an entrepreneur is hard. You know, success is messy. Success is paved in dirt. And yeah. when you can get through those times, it makes you so much more fulfilled to be able to accomplish something and to be on a journey like this. Like there's no better self-discovery journey than being an entrepreneur, in my opinion. You know, I've learned so much more about myself in the last eight years than I probably ever will, right? Because um, you really see what you're made of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what are you made of? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm a go-getter, you know, I know that. You know, yeah. I love this, I love this game and um, I'm consistently always looking for the next thing, you know, and mm-hmm. I want to continue to better myself and... Um, know that what I do is, is, is a labor of love and, and, you know, always impact people in a positive way and inspire people. And just know that if I can do it, anyone can do it, you know, because my struggles in school probably came out of loss compared to others. You know, I'm dyslexic. I had reading comprehension problems. I was not the smart kid in school. I was Mm. held back a lot. I was in special ed classes. You know, I mean, I struggled my way through school. I struggled and I want my story to resonate with people that, you know, just, just to know that like, you don't have to be smart to be successful, you know? Um, and I fell victim to that early on. I thought entrepreneurs were all like valedictorians, the 4.0 students, and they were the smartest people. And like, the reality is it's just hard work outpaces being genius minded. And if you have passion and if you have drive, and if you uh, surround yourself with the right people, you can do amazing things, you know? And I'm, and I'm living proof of that. So 
I want that to be the message, right? And and if you if you can go out and chase whatever you want to do, as long as you can, you know, as long as you can make it happen and you're and you're good with people and you can build good relationships and you have drive. So um that's what I made of. <laughs> mm, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that story. And and that just is exactly my point in all of this. Like you don't have to to go to college to understand how to run a business. It's really about having that passion that you talked about, that success stage so much better with infused with passion. That in itself is your driving force mm-hmm. to, Absolutely. To, to create your business. So that's your genius. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love to, you know, you know, me, I'm a brand guy, I'm a marketing guy, I'm a creative guy. And so that's how my brain works. You know, and I love, I love seeing people out in the wild wearing blenders and I love connecting with them and learning about them. And, um, you know, but that's not all the, that, that's all, that's not all about running a business, you know, that's just part of running a business. Then you have, then you have the operational side, you have the finance side and, you know, the number side. So, um, yeah, but you know, the, the majority of the fun comes from, you know, the creative side, the brand side and working with people and investing in those people and seeing your customer base grow and all those things. So that's, what's super exciting. Well, and you said it, you just said it, like investing in the people is about connecting with them. And it's not about being salesy. It's just about, Hey, tell me about yourself. Like what, you know, what drew you to blenders eyewear in the first place? Right. I think, and yeah. And, and we're not, you know, like if people, these things are not something that you start for the money, right? You just just don't. People have said like, Chase, you're crazy. You're going to start a sunglass company. What are you doing, dude? Like, what are you doing? You're not going to make okay, I'll believe it when I see it sort of thing. And no one believes you until you start actually making some money and start like seeing people wearing your product. And then it's like, okay, this is starting to work a little bit. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. then people start to have trust in you. Um, but it takes so much time, you know, and it takes so much time to, to build that community and to build the trust and um, to see those seeds grow, you know? Um, I knew it was going to be a lot of work, but I didn't know exactly how much work it was going to take. Mm. Well, that's so true, isn't it? We never know how much time we have to invest. And then you're like, oh, right. this is it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember how I came across uh, Blender's Eyewear. It could possibly have been on um, Instagram because I know you have a really amazing um, niche in Instagram. Right. Yeah. Instagram's been huge for us. You know, I mean, that was a huge breakthrough when that first came out for us. Um, you know, because I built this business offline. I mean, I started literally in my backpack on the beach. I was selling one pair, one style, one customer at a time. Um, and that's the only way I knew how to start. You know, I didn't start with any, I didn't start with a lot of money. I started with nothing, you know, Mm -hmm. I started with one pair. So, um, I think bootstrapping a business teaches you all the hard Mm -hmm. lessons that make you really appreciate everything that you can, can really achieve. Um, because you're playing with your own money, you know, you, you know, you literally are building this house brick by brick. Um, and so, yeah, we had some breakthroughs, you know, social media came around and that really allowed us to connect with our audiences quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, build a customer base, work with photographers to start building the, the, the visual side of the brand. Um, and we started using them aggressively as marketing tools to reach new people, you know, and to connect with people. Um, so Instagram has been a fantastic you know, platform for us and continues to be. Yeah. And I love the pictures of the, your photographer, whoever that it is that uses, they're just visually beautiful. Right. And that's what we want to, you know, we want to put off good vibes. We want to make sure that we're a source of inspiration that we, you know, 
resonate that with the San Diego community because San Diego is a very awesome place to live. And, you know, you've got to be ambitious to live here, you know, mm-hmm. and, and ambitious ambition runs wild in San Diego and it's, it's a beautiful city. So we, we, we want our products to represent that vibrancy, that, that, that coolness, that like that slice of California that you can have. Um, and so, yeah, we take a lot of pride in that and we're in a great position to be able to spread that, to, you know, to spread that positivity and that good vibe. Awesome. So I'm going to take a, 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 just a, a minute and kind of step back for a second. So tell us about you as a, a kid, like what kind of place did you grow up? You said you were a surf coach at one time. So, you know, tell us about Chase back then. Yeah. So Chase back then was, you know, I was born on the beach, you know, um, I started surfing at seven years old. I, I was, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go to surf camp, but like my grandparents dragged me to surf camp and I was crying the whole way. And I got there and I rode my first wave and I was like, Oh my God, this is it. You know? And like that became the moral compass to my life. Um, Mm. I fell in love with it. My parents were divorced at a very young age. Um, a pretty brutal divorce, you know, back in the day. And I would switch week on week off with my mom and dad. Um, you know, so I would be going to surf contests. My sister would be going to soccer games and they'd be sitting on opposite sides of the fields or opposite sides of the beach. Um, so it was a tough, tough time growing up, you know, cause we were just traveling week with my dad a week with my mom and they had completely different parenting styles. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, my dad was an entrepreneur. My mom was a court reporter. So completely different career paths. Sure. And, you know, and I kind of, you know, I look back on it and it's like, I got the best of both worlds, you know, or I got the best of both. Right. I got yeah. the discipline from like my mom and like the real life, like hard work. And then like the lifestyle and like the thinking big for my dad, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just carving your own path sort of thing. So I think that's really helped me. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I was a kid that loved the beach. I surfed, I was a competitive surfer and I loved being around brands when I was really young because I was going to a lot of contests. And so I fell in love with it at a really young age. Um, I was never good enough to go professional, but I was good enough to self-market myself and to, you know, get sponsored by companies and to, um, you know, persuade them into sponsoring me because of my ability to spread good vibes, my ability to spread their message, to wear their products. And I just love that so much, you know, and that's like, I think for me, that was my first kind of you know, my first found passion was surfing. And then from surfing, I fell in love with brands and I wanted to be around companies and, um, I felt really cool. And like that whole industry just kind of, you know, that's what brought me up. And I started some businesses in high school, like, cause I would go to contests and I would get free stickers and free shirts and hats. And I would start selling them to, to kids in my classes wow. in school. So I had a little sticker book that I was selling like maybe like $10 a day, just like surf stickers to, to kids in my class. And so I guess you could say that was my first business, um, but I loved it, you know? And so, yeah, so I moved, I later moved to San Diego after Santa Barbara. Um, and San Diego is just a much bigger playground than Santa Barbara. You know, Santa Barbara is a great place to grow up, small town, big, big in surfing, a beautiful place. But then I moved to San Diego and it's like, holy smokes, this is just a way, way, way bigger place to spread my wings. Um, I was on the surf team down here at San Diego State. Um I graduated and then, and then I went right into blenders, you know, I was a surf coach. I didn't really know what I was going to do after I graduated. I had no clue, but, uh, yeah, but I knew what I loved. Right. And I think, I think sometimes people don't know what they truly love. And sometimes you have to do things you don't love before you can truly understand what you do love. Um, and so for me, I just knew that my found love was around the beach. My found love was around surfing and brands and, you know, in that, and I wanted to do something. I just didn't know what that was and I'm, I'm happy I found it. Uh, me too. 
<laughs> Me too. Uh, and so it's, it's clear that you're a visionary and I love that you had gotten that from your dad. Uh, I also got that from side of my entrepreneur experience, visionary part from my dad as well. So it, I think there's something amazing when you grow up in a, in a house that really kind of teaches you the importance of relationships with people versus mm-hmm. the sales. Right. Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And you know, and like my mom is really big in team sports. Like she really wanted me to play soccer and basketball and really learn what it was like to be on a team, you know? And like, um, and w- which I did, I played a lot of team sports as, as a kid. Um, and then surfing was like this whole individual side of like, it's just me, you know, it's just me in the ocean. And like, that's what a lot of, you get both sides, you know, like being an entrepreneur is just, you know, you're venturing out onto the own, into the unknown by yourself, but you're also mm-hmm. having to build a team and you're having to work with people. Um, so it's very, it's, it's very similar journeys on, on a sense, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, I definitely was fortunate to get both sides to it. And nowadays they're both you know, they're happier than ever now and they're friends again, which is just awesome to see. And I think my success has brought them closer to each other. And um, I'm just so happy to have that, you know. Oh, that's beautiful. So speaking of being a visionary, where what's next for you? The world. The world is our, the, the world is now going to be our main objective, you know, and we have some big plans. We recently partnered with Safalo, which is one of the largest strategic eyewear companies in the world. Nice. Um, we were acquired. So we, you know, um, we partnered with them. They own 70% of the business. Now I'm still, I still own 30%. And so what we're going to be able to do now is just to be able to accelerate our growth faster. We're going to be able to expand into new regions, into new geographic locations, um, international expansion. We're going into prescription as well, which mm. is going to be you know, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, you know, our, our, our goal with blenders is to cover the face. We want to cover the whole face. Um, so that's sunglasses, that's face masks, that's snowboard goggles, that's snowboard helmets. Um, you know, we want to be the new school millennial locally, you know, um, mm-hmm. that's, that's the goal. And so we have a lot of different categories that we're going to be opening, um, you know, but also just building our team here in San Diego, building our community online, focusing on, you know, uh, people's passions and, and putting people in the center of everything we do at the end of the day we you know you can't have a culture without people you can't have a community without people you can't have a party without people you know and blenders is a party so we want to keep the party going oh i love that and congratulations on the the merger right thank you yeah big news crazy to think that you know you could start something this big from nothing (laughs) out of your backpack yeah (laughs) i love that and i saw on instagram your new office space so that's exciting too getting in construction of that yeah, it's a pretty crazy time to be doing a whole remodel. Like we're putting so much money into this office and then Corona hits and it's like, okay, work from home is the new, the new normal. Right. And so adjusting to this new lifestyle and to the changes that we're you know, going to be having to face are, are, are all new for us, but everyone's going through it. And, you know, we're fortunate to be able to be online and be able to work from home easily. You know, I feel so badly for the coffee shops, the restaurants and the retail stores that you know, literally have to close their doors and, you know, mm-hmm. monitor at half capacity. So scary times, you know, and just very, you know, out of our control, external factors, but um, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy time to be alive and to be a business owner. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm glad that you brought up the, um, the coronavirus. So tell me about your efforts with the local hospitals there with the goggles. So 
yeah. So, you know, San Diego has been such a core community to the, to the business and to the growth of the community that, you know, it wasn't even a question about us trying to step up and giving back. Um, and so we made an aggressive, you know, commitment to, uh, work with our manufacturers to, you know, bring supply shortages, um, up because we knew that there was a huge shortage around the country. And, um, you know, how can we make a tangible, how can we make a difference in a tangible, meaningful way that's important right now. And, and so we, um, we, we worked with our manufacturers to bring, you know, PPE, uh, you know, safety goggles to market um, quickly in less than five days. And so we supplied all the hospitals down here as well as hospitals in New York um, that were hit the hardest with um, safety goggles, you know, because we just, there was a massive shortage. Mm. And so we sidelined current sunglass manufacturing for that. And that became kind of our main objective and main focus and to raise awareness around that and to just give back any way we can, you know, um, we're not Apple over here donating a million masks a week, but Hey, it's all relative to the size of your business. And, um, every business, no matter how big or how small or, you know, collectively or individually is obligated to step up in a time of need like this, you know? And I think these times really do bring out the best and worst in people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just wanted to, to, to give back in a, in a, in a positive and tangible way for the business as well as personally. Mm, thank you. And thank you for doing so. It's just a, such a, uh, to me, it, that's what social, that's what being an entrepreneur is, is also taking care of someone who is going without the underserved. And when you see totally. a need, you fill it, period. Right. And not only, yeah, you know, and we have, we literally had thousands and thousands of customers that were on the front lines, you know, we didn't, and we didn't even know that until, mm. until this hit, you know? And so, um, that was huge for us, you know, like huge. I mean, we had customers wearing blenders into the rooms to, to wow. work on people. And we were just like, holy smokes, this is way bigger than we thought. This is way closer to our heart than we ever knew. Um, we need to make it, we need to do something immediately. You know what I mean? So um, having that kind of in our court and them in our front row was like, we need to, we need to do something. This is, this is huge. Mm. Mm. Well, thank you so, so much for, for doing so. For sure. Absolutely. No question about it. So I know that you are, um, you have this amazing cat <laughs> and, and you have this awesome Instagram and your, your company has this awesome Instagram. So um, tell us a little bit about your cat. So everyone knows what we're talking about. So I imported a British short hair from England about two year, about a year and a half ago. And I've always liked cats. Like I've grown up with cats. Um, but I started seeing these like really cool cats on Instagram. I started following them and I was at a point in my life where like, I love bright colors. I love, you know, orange and yellow. And like, I always wanted this, I had this vision of having this yellow chair, which is right here. And this orange cat on this yellow chair. (laughs) And I found, and I found, uh, this cool cat and it was a British short hair. I looked into it. Um, I started emailing some of the breeders and, um, I pulled the trigger, you know, and I got this little small cat. His name is Java. He's named Mm -hmm. after this coffee shop that I go to every day. And he's just, yeah, he's just my little gold bear. You know, I love him. He's, he's fun. And um, I'm a single guy. I'm 32. So, you know, he, he adds a lot of spark to my life. He keeps me curious and I find a lot of little, I get some, a lot of good life, life lessons from him, you know? Um, and he's fun. So if you want to check him out, you can follow him on Instagram. His name is party cat Java, but, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a fun little guy, super soft and, um, he's a custom cat. I got him from England. <laughs> a custom cat. I love that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And it's funny when we were um, uh, talking earlier, 
uh, about a month ago when we met and he was talking about his cat and he said, I got it from England. I thought he meant you meant the cat toy. I didn't realize you got the cat uh, from England. So that is so awesome. Yeah. You had an imported. <laughs> imported. Yep. Imported. <laughs> so speaking of your cat on Instagram, how can people follow you? Are you on LinkedIn? Do you have a website, that type of thing? And please give the uh, blenders website as well. Yeah. So you can check blenders on online, blenders, com. blenders, blenders, and then eyewear, E-Y-E-W-E-A-R.com. Um, me personally, Chase Fisher is my Instagram. You can check me out on Instagram. I'm also on LinkedIn, same, same, uh, same name. Um, and all of our social handles for blenders are all the same. So just at blenders eyewear. Um, so yeah, check, check it out and I'd love to connect. Awesome. Thank you. And um, I always kind of like to leave with this question. So what is the um, scripture, phrase, or mantra that you're living by right now? I mean, I'm really, right now, I'm really living, breathing, and bleeding the brand motto, you know, life in forward motion. And not, and that, that's across all areas of my life. Um, you know, with, with what's going on in the world, with what's, what, with what's going on outside our homes and stuff, like, now is the time that we as a community like must move forward and we must do it in a positive way. Um, so I'm, I have that in bold, you know, right now is life in forward motion in all areas of my life and my fitness and my relationships, um, in my business and the people that are around me, I want to progress things forward. And I feel like I'm a, I'm in a good position to be a, a change maker, you know, and I like to be a change maker, especially if it's positive change. Um, and that's the time to do it now. You know, it's the time to, to lead, to lead with empathy. It's the time to lead with community more than ever. You know what I mean? And so for me, that's a challenge in a way, you know, to, to be a leader in this time, um, with everything that's going on, but I'm good with people. I'm good with building a community. I've done that. I know how to do it. I know how to nurture it and I know how to grow it. So, um, whatever I can do to, to be a positive boomerang in the, you know, in society is, is my goal right now. Mm, I love that. I love that. Positive boomerang. There you go. <laughs> well, Chase, it has been an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. I can thank you enough for your time today. I know you're quite busy. No, anytime. I love this. So, th- so uh, thank you so much for having me. If, if you need some more shades, let me know. I'll send you out some. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank <laughs> you. Don't turn this off just yet. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.